0: Are we live? Of course I'm live People deluded I'm back again Thank you very much For tuning back in Each and every time I hope everybody's Doing well and safe Whoever you are And of course Wherever you are In this world Good afternoon To those of you Joining me Or in the UK Like myself Good afternoon Good morning Good evening And of course Good night Hopefully everyone's Doing well and safe Hope you've all had A, a week to remember Hope you're enjoying Your Friday Hope you will enjoy Your weekend Hope you've all got Your health and whatnot One love to the Twitch gang You know shout to Everyone watching this on the rerun, but one love to everyone that's tuned in live. Please make sure you're following and continuing to to subscribe on Twitch as well, as well as obviously supporting the movement on YouTube. So yeah, man, you know, we're going to, there's some couple of Arsenal things that have popped up where we'll discuss. And I think there's been one or two other bits, you know, Haaland, Raheem Sterling's had something to say. Uh, You know, I thought I would speak about these things. And obviously, welcome back to another edition technically of the DG podcast, the Really and Truly podcast and things. I told you a lot already, there was some severe the issues at the start of the day, which were obviously threatening my ability to potentially even be sat here with you lot. But nonetheless, we don't make excuses. We make results in it. So yeah, something's happening. We're here live, people. As I said, I hope you're all doing well and safe. Hope you're all in good spirits and all of those sort of things, people. One well, love to the one person at this current moment in time locked in with me. Bit of a loner, but at least we're with, I'm with someone. So yeah, um, we're back 100%. Let's crack on straight away, man, really. Let's get straight into Haaland really and truly the first things first with Haaland uh Haaland is 220 so yeah Haaland's been linked with PSG in relation to obviously if Mbappe goes. we know Real Madrid have this dream of playing killing Mbappe and Haaland away uh, as well as obviously Camavinga and all these players together but PSG are to com- consider a move for Haaland if Mbappe departs in the summer as you know Mino Rinola has a good um, relationship with with League with the League our club you know Pogba's been linked with them Obviously, done rumours there. Tech, technically, Backer was there at a point previously. There's probably some other clients, and it makes sense, you know. For me, for me, they bring in Haaland. I don't know. I'd look at. I swear, Osman Dembele's contracts running up. I'll be looking at that as well. You know, I wouldn't want Mbappe to leave, of course, but it is what it is, people. And, you know, if I was PSG, I'd be trying to pair the both of them together, but it is what it is. For what it's worth, I think I think both will play in the Premier League at some point in their careers, but I think Haaland will play in more leagues than Mbappe, if I'm honest with you. I don't know this, but Haaland just seems someone that obviously has played in Germany, will play in England, will play in Spain. I don't know if he'll play in Italy, but there could be something there, really. Um as you can see here, apparently Haaland hasn't decided if he'll leave next summer. I mean, they're hardly going to tell us that he is leaving. Big up to you lot tuned in as well. One love to everybody locked in. But Haaland, well, you know what? We know he's a, one of the most sought-after players, let alone strikers in the summer. Um, For every summer and in general Apparently PSG sporting director Leonardo maintains a good Relationship with Haaland's agent Mino Renola. but Borussia Dortmund Were adamant that their star man was not For sale so they tried to buy him last summer According to an Italian based publication Mino Renola has set Haaland's salary demands at 50 million euros per year, and made it clear his transfer fee is lower than the reported value of approximately 100 120 Euro, million euros. So obviously, it's going to be a good payday for Dortmund, good payday for Haaland, and you know, Mino Rinola is going to is is, is going to get a payday as well. He does not never go without a payday. And I think, say what you want about agents, there's a reason why clubs are not going to like agents because they can't have them wrapped around their fingers and stuff. If I'm honest with you, a good agent gets the best deals for themselves and also the client. As it says here, as per sources, the 21-year-old's release clause is set between 70 and 90 million euros, but it remains unclear how much his transfer would cost for potential suitors. Mino rinola negotiated PS- um, Barisha. Uh, sorry, Barisha Dortmund's up there. Uh, Mino rinola already negotiated Rumors' move to PSG in the summer as the Italian keeper didn't want to renew his contract with Juventus and join the league outside side on a free transfer. I think they mean AC Milan there, but fair play. Um, Mbappe's future is key. Apparently, Kylian Mbappe's potential departure could trigger a domino effect, as PSG consider Haaland as the perfect replacement for the France international in the event the latter departs next summer. Um, and to be fair with you, as much as I would like to see them both there, you do hear Mbappe wants to be the leader of a new project, and you hear that with Haaland now. I think they both can be leaders, but, you know, Surely that can only be done at one club. You can't have both of you by that same logic. And saying that, Haaland, you'd be with Neymar and obviously Messi, um, not for the long term, but for the medium term. And Mbappe, again, you know, you'd know, you be the star boy. But if Real Madrid return to where they're trying to return to, then you'd, you know, you're not going to be the only star boy. And, you know, again, they're trying to get Pogba, Tuchamani, Camavinga. Again, they're probably hoping that Eden Hazard's form turns around and that he can become the Eden Hazard you saw at Chelsea. They'll probably pick up one or two other players there. So it is what it is, people. As you lot know, Real Madrid made an offer to acquire Mbappe services last summer. And should the French striker join Real Madrid in July on a free transfer, PSG could be favorites to sign Haaland. Despite the League R club's good relationship with Renola, a move for Haaland could be could prove um, to be complicated as PSG need to comply with UEFA's FFP regulations. Hence, it remains to be seen whether a potential Haaland transfer to PSG would be financially viable for the club. I'm not too sure. You know, I can imagine PSG throw their hat into the ring. Every big club is going to throw their hat into the ring. I mean, Get French News is saying PSG to make Haaland their priority signing if Kylian Mbappe leaves people. And it's more or less said the same thing. Um, And apparently, PSG are willing to offer the striker the same contract that was on the table for Mbappe. This would consist of a two-year contract with the addition of another year that would see him be the highest earner in the team with a salary of 38 a million euros one year and then in a year it would increase, I assume, to 42 million euros um, a year. The striker as you know is under contract until 2024 and reportedly, once again, there is a release clause that is set between 75 million euros and 90 million euros. Among the other clubs interested, allegedly Manchester City have scheduled a meeting with the Norwegian International's entourage for next January and it would make sense, you know, it would make sense if you can't get Harry Kane to go and bring him to your club, so it does make 100% sense, but where Haaland's concerned, that's that people. One love to everybody tuned in. Make sure you're following and things. That's where Haaland to PSG is concerned. We also need to preview the upcoming Premier League. Premier League preview. Let's put that there. Um, sorry, folks. That, that can end that. I'd say seven. 21 Uh, moving away from from all of that though people a lot a couple of you have been getting on to me to speak about Giroud or Giroud said something or whatever so I think you know we'll cover what Giroud has or has not said now people so with that being said one second because I need to switch over to my safari tab uh we'll speak about Raheem Sterling shortly of course but um if I share my screen with you guys, big up to everybody locked in. As you lot know, Girouda said, at Chelsea, you have less time to show your qualities than at Arsenal. It's more demanding. Clearly, Chelsea have won the champs. They've won the Premier League. You know, Roman Abramovich, of course. You know, a lot of things, you know, you think Arteta oh, could have done the BS he's been doing at Arsenal and last at Chelsea. It's a myth. People already talking about potentially Thomas Tuchel getting sacked and this is a man who won the Champions League. Scrolling all the way down, you know, with respect to Giroud, I don't necessarily care that you're not playing for France and all of these things. One love, you've had a great career and I think it's a beautiful career. He almost was not a professional footballer and then you know he's become a league. He, he is a, a he, you know he's a complete champion in his country. He's won the league in France with Montpellier when they did it. He's a World Cup winner. He's won Champions League, he's won Europa, he's won FA Cups. There's 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 too many things that are allude that there's not too many things that elude this guy. You know he's done it all and I think players like him and Koscielny, they show what Arsene Wenger's legacy was about. But he did say, to be honest with you, it felt a bit weird to see them playing in my stadium, my new stadium, where I started well on my debut. Emotionally, it was a bit it was a bit special for me to watch them on TV. To be totally frank, it was too early for me to go and, for example, see the boys in the dressing room. Obviously, I was disappointed not to be there. Deschamps decided not to call on me, and I have to respect that. To be fair to you, you know, it's been a long time coming, injury anyways. Again, with respect to Giroud, I don't necessarily care about the fact that he feels some sort of way with not going with France. I understand it, Well, it is what well, it is. Um, apparently, there is a similar conflict at play when discussing Chelsea, a club he helped to win the domestic to win domestic and European honours and yet constantly seem to be on the lookout for another striker or at his previous side Arsenal where it was his dream to play for his countryman Arsene Wenger but the club were fighting for a top four finish rather than the title my friends used to say you are better with your back to the wall and he is you know you look at Giroud he is he you know I think Giroud always responds well to adversity the problem with Giroud at Arsenal among any everything for me and this is why people look at Giroud with tint. we should have been how his role was at Chelsea it should have been ours there was a time he came into the lineup at Chelsea under Lampard and, and actually helped them achieve their goals and win games. But he's never been the striker you rely upon. Anytime you rely on Djuric, in trouble. As much as I think he's had a great career, how many times has he got 20 league goals in all comps or 20 league goals in the league? I'm not sure if he's ever done that at Arsenal. I don't blame him for the Leicester season, but he went on a notorious drought. So again, Arsenal's problem has always been putting people in, in inflated positions that they can't fill. You know, we're the kings of that. Um, but yeah, you know, it was a it was a ma- it was a madness, really and truly. Um, and apparently, he's got a book coming out. People. Apparently, he said, "I said to myself, if Kareem comes back, and obviously that was, um, you know, that's obviously in relation to the goal cart things." But he said, "I said to myself, if Kareem comes back, you're a toast." Um, he he said, created a tactical imbalance in our team. It wasn't his fault, but it was painfully obvious. We lost our collective strength. That sudden imbalance was what damaged the team. Their rivalry is among many reasons that is, is among many reasons that have been debated in attempting to understand how the 2018 play obviously how they played at the last Euros. But today Giroud seeks to cost the idea that he and Benzema bear a grudge. Between him and myself, there's never been any issues. I have I have to be clear about that, scrolling all the way down. I have never had a problem with him. I was sharing my time in the national team with him before 2015. We played together at the 2014 World Cup and the 2020, 2012 Euros. I like to play with him on the pitch. It's true that tactically, we've trained from the World Cup. It's not easy to adapt because we were not playing the same way. We needed time to improve with him for the Euros. I think it showed that the Nations League, the team has improved and things are going well for France. Fact. I'm happy for them, and I also know how tough it would have been for Kareem when he was out of the national team. So I'm happy for him that he can be successful with France. I have no resent resentment regarding that, but it's true that the Euros we could and should have done better, which is also true. Scrolling all the way down, folks. A lot of things that are a bit irrelevant. I'm gonna scroll all the way down, man. I don't really care what's going on with France. I'll be res- I'll be respect re- with respect to Giroud. I don't I don't give a monkeys. Um, but yeah, looking at his adversity, and I mean, as someone who was born premature, I know how it feels to have to fight every moment of your life. But he said, My birth was not planned. My mom told me when I was a teenager that during her pregnancy, she was fighting against herself because at first she didn't really want to have a first, a fourth child. My my parents decided to keep the baby, and obviously they were happy to have taken that decision. I mean, fucking hell, man, you know, bit of a shit mum to tell you that, isn't it, like bloody hell, like it's a bit dark, in it. But anyway, she said, You're, you're. Strong mentally comes from that stage. You are in my belly, you are ready to fight to exist and to find your place in that family. Maybe that's where I get my mental strength. And probably, but bloody hell, that's not nice to tell your son, is it really? You know, we all again going to skip through this. He had a tough time going in getting into football. Um, he said, Sometimes you prefer when things go smoothly. I don't like to be in the comfort zone. There are two ways to face difficulties either you fight or you put your head down and don't reach your dreams. Fact. When you sign for big clubs you have to expect competition and improve and it, and it improved me. I wanted to show the coaches that when they trust me, put me on the pitch and give me a chance, I'm ready to show them that I can help the team, I can score goals. That's what I've done all through my career people. Um he said When spoken about Chelsea, he said, I didn't enjoy why I couldn't play a bigger part in our... I didn't understand why I couldn't play a bigger part in our success, he says, even more because I was our top goal scorer in the Champions League. Because you're a squad player. You're not a guy that a serious team is going to use... To win stuff, you know, you you was a spare part, and there's nothing wrong with that. That is what Giroud is—a plan B forward. I think Giroud would have had a very good day if he if it was four four two days, he would have played. You know, he would have he would, he's a guy that will make other players look better, similar to how Heskey used to work well in a striker partnership. He said, "Anybody, he, he, you know, if you're the top goal scorer and you're left out, it is right." So, I was a bit angry, but I didn't share because the most important thing is the team the cohesion facts. It was very, very frustrating. I was so happy to win the competition, but it was time for me to leave the club after three and a half amazing years. I don't have any regret resentment regarding the manager, especially because he has been successful, and we did it um scrolling all the way down, trying to get to the relevant parts I know people I know. Tuchel wanted to play a certain way. His philosophy was clear and we improved so much tactically. Lampard was maybe a bit young. It was a bit too early in his his managerial career to take a club like Chelsea. I don't know if that's true, but maybe you can explain it like that. Under Tuchel, we played in a very offensive 3-4-3 or a 3-4-1-2. And I really improved tactically. He always tried to adapt the team we face. He has ideas, but the main thing is you know exactly what you will do before facing an opponent and the shape fits so well to our team. We had the players to play those positions and we were strong. We not only had quality, but we had quantity. When one player in the starting eleven was tired, another top player could replace him. But I think Frank has the potential to become a top coach. He needs time and experience to prove himself. You cannot become a top player or manager just like that. Um, scrolling all the way down and you can obviously go and watch it. Um, I don't really care what he's saying about with the new owners, people. We know Debussy's fond of things there. Um, you know, he's bigging up. I didn't realise how much jargon there was, people. I don't really care what he's got to say about Timo Werner. You lot can all read this yourselves and whatnot if you want. Um, I just want to know what he's got to say at Arsenal. And here, I think we're getting into it here, people. Um At Chelsea, when you're not scoring enough goals, they might pick up another striker to replace you. Maybe in a club like Chelsea, you have less time to show your qualities than at Arsenal. That's the main difference. And the last 10 years show that Chelsea have won more trophies. I mean, you can't begrudge that. They're more of a serious club in terms of winning stuff than us. We haven't tried to be winners for major honours, Um, but they spent much more money than Arsenal. I loved playing at Arsenal with Arsene Wenger. It was my childhood dream. I can never thank him enough but it was so hard to fight for the title. Always the target was for us to finish in the top four. To fight for the title was too difficult. The money is huge. If you win the Champions League and buy a striker at 90 million, it shows the money is huge. But there might be something else that makes Chelsea win more than Arsenal. Maybe were, when he said Chelsea, more demanding because you have to fight for the title from the start of the season. I mean, we know that. We were ninth when, when Frank was sacked. Maybe if at Arsenal, they would have given him longer to come back. And they would look at Arteta. At Chelsea, it never happens, and that's why you have to be good sooner. That is also true. Um, moving the way down, he said, One thing is, I think, in charge of Arsenal these days is Jarid's former colleague at the Emirates Stadium, Arteta. Um, let's just see what he said. One thing is that he has time to improve and install his ideas. It hurts sometimes to see Chelsea- Arsenal, sorry, in this position because when I was there. We were close to the top four. I think Mikel is a good manager, but maybe he needs more support. I've heard good things about him. The problem is you need time, but also money. This is a huge part, um, which is also true. And he spoke about the vaccine and stuff like that. So yeah, it is what it is. But bit of an overkill, you know. I was looking excited to, to see what Jerude had to say. Bit of an over, bit of an overseller there, if I'm completely honest with you. Didn't say much there, did he really? Big up you as well, man. Big up you lot tuning in. One love up early in California. Come on. You know, good afternoon to you as well, man. Big up AMP Mav. Omar again. Appreciate it. Appreciate everybody locked in, man. It means a whole lot. Giroud was so slept on at Arsenal in hindsight, myself included. I don't think so. I do think people underappreciated ad- elements, but I do think there's an element of now rewriting history and putting him potentially on a level that he never was. I'm not saying you, but I just think people need to remember Giroud for the large part. People forget Monaco. People forget that season he was struggling for goals. People forget that, like at Arsenal, we had Giroud wasn't quite good enough to be the main striker. We was expecting 20 league goals and a talisman from Giroud. It's a myth. It's not going to happen, is it? Like, you're, you're just not going to get it. Chelsea, he wasn't that. Trust me, he wasn't, bro. He wasn't. People rewrite history with these sort of men, if I'm honest with you. History is going to be rewritten. Obviously, he's left and he's won European titles. It worked out. And he left because he needed to play because Wenger wanted him to go to the World Cup. So it kind of highlights stuff. Giroud kept it real. The one thing he said that was real was the expectation. There's a big expectation at Chelsea. Again, Lampard, I mean, to Thomas Tuchel's got question marks over him. Gerard, man um, said, Gerard, Arteta would not survive last season, let alone the start to this year. He would not have survived that November period at Chelsea. And there's more intent. And also, Giroud's seen it, there's better collective, you know, Roman wants to win and it filters down to the tea ladies, to the garbage men, everyone wants to be the best at Chelsea, I don't get that with Arsenal, and we're at two different stages in it, so, and the thing with Chelsea, they don't lie down for long, you know, they had that season where they were rubbish, Conte come in, you know, t- you know Frank Lampard got, um, you know, K- Frank Lampard, there was an issue there, but, you know, Giroud still has admiration for Arsenal and Arteta, but what more can he say? He didn't win none of these trophies at Arsenal. Simple as that, man. Giroud still chatting about his ex tells you a lot. It's true. I know there were politics involved, but my man was keeping a man like Benzema out of the team and we literally replaced France's number nine with a man they didn't bother calling up. I mean, at the time, it's not exactly true with, with, with relation to Lacazette. And I mean, Lacazette ain't done much and he's keeping Benzema out the team purely due to politics. That being said, Giroud at the time was perfect for their system, you know. You know, Giroud is a baller, underrated striker, but not massively underrated. I tried to tell you, like, he weren't that bad. The problem with Giroud is... You know, even like what, what caused him to leave at Chelsea, you can't be the main man. Anyone looking at Giroud to be the main man's an issue. You know, he's shown he can score goals, but you can't look at him to be the talisman. You need other people to lead. You know, Giroud's done his thing and he's allowed to become, he's allowed to feel aggrieved that, you know, he's been the top goal scorers and not done much. But in the league, he's never been that. But I'm, I'm happy. I like Giroud, you know. I like Giroud. He, he played with integrity. My favourite actual memory of Giroud. You know, he played for the badge. My ba- favourite memory of Jarud is actually not him scoring in the FA Cup um, final. It's actually when he got sent off against QPR. I just remember Nida Manua chatting to stream. He just headwattled him quickly and got sent off. I liked Jarud. <laughs> man said, Giroud was keeping no man out of the team. Benzema pulled up, man, retired his peak. But I think one thing you've got to rate, Jody. Boy, he he does. He is one of them players that makes other players play well. His technical ability is is, is obviously stud, Um, um, slept on. I just think with him, I just think if he played four four two days, he'd be rated a lot higher. But I just think we're at that point now where man are gassing it too much. Like he is underappreciated, but underrated. I wouldn't say such at all. Um now jerroud isn't over or underrated we all know he's a 15 20 goal striker good guy good player that's it and even that i think that as well but is he like when i look at when i look at it, does he get 20 league goals like one thing i like about jerroud is the way he responds to adversity he never lies down for long and his faith man like i like this you don't have to be religious but i like how you know he backs himself and i think adversity that's something a, a lot of young players could learn i mean i didn't appreciate seeing what i right, that goal against that goal against City was a serious slap as I already knew it was that. I think 2015-16, Jerude was stinking up the joint at Arsenal. And again, that's Arsenal's fault because Chelsea never made him the main guy. Even if Chelsea only had one striker, there was a bag of other men that could do the thing, if that makes sense. Um, I need to see how much like let's look at Jerude's statistics quickly, man. Um, let's actually, before we do that, let's let's kill off this as well and then get back to this timestamp business. So Chelsea, is there a way of just doing all seasons for Chelsea? In fact, specifically, I'd like to see the league. You know, I'd like to see how much you've done in the league. What's all this? Premier League, Broski. Premier League, where's that? Oh, we just went past it. Where's that? Because he Giroud's a he's a good he's a good player for the squad. He's clearly better than Lacazette, if that's what you're asking. He's better than Lacazette, without a doubt. That like, speaks for itself. Uh, what's going on here, mate? What's going on here? I think I've butchered it, people. I don't know what I've done here, but... All seasons, let's just click on that. Maybe that's what we needed to do at the start. Oh, bloody hell. He only scored four times in the league for Chelsea. That can't be right. Be fair, and you know, considering he cost twelve million, you've got to respect him. You know, one hundred and five goals and forty-one assists in two hundred and fifty-three games isn't the best, but ain't definitely not the worst for twelve million. That's when Arsenal used to do all right, really. I just want to see what he's ever done at Arsenal Football Club in terms of being prolific. And he's at Italy, so that's gonna extend. He's in Italy, that's gonna extend his career. So what? Let's look at this. What? He only played in 17, 18. He only played a couple of times. They only bagged four times. In 16, 17, he scored 12 goals. In 15, 16, who people are getting on to him, he scored he scored 16, but he did have a drought. He played 38 games. That's a good record. 14 in 2015, 17. You know, better than I thought, to be fair with you. 13, 14, 15, 16 goals. Bro, he's shown he's more clinical than Lacazette. But ultimately, it's never been the guy. It's not quite good enough to be the main man. Um, no, Giroud, that, that's what I've said. Giroud is slept on, man. Giroud is technical ability, slept on. You look at how he's, his general play. you look at how he's involved in a couple of the Norwich girls. A signing like Giroud, as much as Henri and Cesc Fabregas, a signing like Giroud sums up Arsene Wenger. And I think his story is like this, because many people wouldn't have taken a chance on my man. Obviously, he's got the resilience, he's got the ability, he had to meet someone halfway. But stuff like this is, th- this is it, man. You know? He was very elegant. He just, at times, not clinical in front of goal and and all these things, man. Arsenal's best team goal, in my opinion, was assessed by Giroud and arguably best solo goal scored by him, Scorpion. Ooh, all time. Don't know if I can agree with that. You know, I don't really rate the Scorpion goal too tough, man. You know, I do, I do, I do... I think it was good by Best Arsenal goal I've ever seen, Mr Thierry Henry. We will say something about that. Best team goal, not quite agreed with that as well. You know, I think when we had Vieira and Henry, we scored some very decent teamwork goals. I do think Alexis Sanchez and Mesut Ozil have scored better goals. I actually liked it. I swear Ozil scored a lovely... Did Ozil finish it for Aubameyang or something happened? I've definitely seen a bit more, man. You know, big baller, bro, you know. And this is why you should never, ever give up, man. The world probably told this guy, you're not you're not good enough to be a baller. You have to be a defender or something, get a job. When I see people like him, when I see Kante, Mendy, Jogbar, all these things, players that were just at Vardy, players that might not have been footballers, and now what? He's a world champion. This is why talent ID, man can slip through the net all the time. Because there was probably a scout probably said, no, this guy's not good. He needs to get released and things. So it is where it is, man. Interesting debate though, man. But I ain't gonna lie to you, lot. Giroud ain't that good to be waffling about him. So let's move on, man. Let's let's get into it. The Gaza man, Raheem Sterling. That's 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 what I'm here for, people. That's the one I was looking forward to speaking about. Let's see what Raheem. Sterling. Obviously, I'm gonna be back at three thirty as well. If you don't know, people, three thirty and seven thirty. Two more live streams. Um. So let's get into Raheem Sterling. What he said now, obviously is probably for what it's worth off topic, but if you're a city fan Ferran Torres is out for two and a half months. Raheem Sterling, bearing in mind his contractual situation is there, and he's been linked with Real Madrid previously he's been linked with Barcelona in January. He hasn't ruled out moving, you know, and as you would as you wouldn't at this time um Raheem Sterling would be open to leaving Manchester City for more game time, it says here. Raheem Sterling has said that he'd be open to leaving City for more game time. Speaking at a financial Times conference, the England forward also revealed how he had dreams to play abroad as a child. He's played seven times in the Premier League this season, scoring once. Um, Only two of those has been starts, people. Asked about his lack of game time and everyone's going to be unhappy at City if you don't play. But he said, I'm not a person that's going to complain. I've not tried to make it a bigger deal than it actually is. I get on with my work, do what I need to do, and I'm just raring to go. Um, I'm focused on playing football matches regularly and scoring goals regularly. So, again, I think Rasim Sterling's done well because many people thought as soon as Pep walked through the door, it was a myth. You were going to get, you know, they're going to get rid of you and whatnot. So it's a bit of a myth. Moving away from that. He did go on and say, if there was an opportunity to go somewhere else, I'd be open to this at this point in time. Football is the most important thing to me. Challenges that I've set myself from a young age and dreams as well. To be honest with you, to play abroad. So again, this is telling you exactly what the man wants to do. And it might be giving encouragement to foreign clubs that are or aren't interested in him. Like, you know, I would love to see Garza at PSG with Neymar in that. As I said, Madrid and these clubs have been linked with him, you know. As an English player, all I know is the Premier League and I've always thought one day I'd like to play abroad and come up against that challenge. The attacker also joked, I actually, I actually should be learning a few different languages. I quite like the French accent and Spanish. So what does that tell you? PSG, Barcelona, Real Madrid, come and chat to me, man. Come and chat to me. He also said, he also revealed how we prepare psychological for games, um, Okay, I know you like a bit of, of a bit of that, people. Um, but it is what it is. And he spoke about what he wants to do after as well, people. Big up to him for wanting to make a difference. The boy from Brent and things like that. But yeah, man. I mean, everyone can't be happy. And I mean, they've got a, they've got to look to sell him at some point because he's on big he's on big money, man. I'm loving it as well, Josh. Big up, Josh of the Twitch gang. I'm loving it as well. it's. I'm loving it as well purely because I might be thinking about it on a d de- on a deeper level. But you know. Pep Guardiola, the man there, just because he's the the city manager, he's played in Italy, you know, he's played in Spain. He's done other things and and whatnot. I swear he's played MLS, I don't know, um, or had experiences there how much has that improved his coaching and his outlook? So that's for me, I'm looking at Wendy's, not everyone's going to be a manager or whatever, but when these players who have played in Germany or wherever, you know, especially the young ones that want to go and get first team football, they're going to bring back little bits and pieces that could help. So that's good. And I like it as well. I ain't going to lie for Raheem Sterling. I mean, let's be real. There is stuff to consider such as racism, but yeah, it would be good, man. For me at 26, you know, you've done everything. You've played for two of the biggest clubs in the land. You've played for Liverpool. You've played for city, you know, you, You've come out of QPR, you've earned a lot of money, 26 years of age, probably the last time to earn one real big contract, one real big move. And if you feel City's the place to stay at, because I personally feel there's going to be a lot of changes. Kevin O'Brien is not going to be there forever. Pep's going to get cold feet eventually. Fernandinho, all of these guys need to keep it moving. Apologies. Yeah, not MLS, one of them things there. Either way, he's played out. he's played out of his country. So how many bits and pieces did he pick up? You know, I do think there's a rebuild going to be needed at City and Sterling. Could either be one of the senior players there or you keep it moving. You know, man's 27 this year, so there's a lot to think about. When does his contract run out? He's contracted for two years, so... I wouldn't say there's a need to panic, but it's an elephant in the room that needs to be addressed. If I'm completely honest with you, where Raheem Sterling's concerned, I wouldn't. I can't blame him. You've done it all. As I said, I would love to see him at PSG. Would love to see him at Real. He's living the boy's dream, you know. He's living. I live out my dreams through Sterling just because he's got a Puma sponsorship and a Clark sponsorship. And I mean, come on, every JA guy wants that, man. Come on now. I would just like that. I would believe I made it, but. Raheem Sterling's been a fact, you know, and Raheem Sterling was a wonder kid. I mean, he's not quite world-class and all those things, but he's had a successful career. People, you know, were there to say he's just another Aaron Lennon. You know, I wasn't really happy, and I I hate how Brendan Rodgers did him dirty. Do your research. The way Brendan Rodgers was feeding stuff to the media about Raheem Sterling was not nice. You know, he's been slaughtered, and he's come back stronger each and every time. We just spoke about Giroud and and resilience. Raheem Sterling's the living, breathing definition of of, of resilience, and the, the, the day this man writes a book, Boy, I want to hear it all, man. You know, I want him to take Gary Neville to the cleaners, more so Piers Morgan. Anyone that's ever had some BS to say about this guy, man, really and truly. Hope everyone's doing well and safe. Hope everyone's enjoying the chit-chat and all those sort of things, people. So, yeah, it's just for something, it's something for Raheem Sterling and Cole to consider, really. If they can consider it, gets done. But where would you go again? If you're PSG, you could probably get Dembele sooner or later on a free transfer. You know, they're being linked with Haaland. Again, I do think Sterling's doable there, but are they going to put him on big wages? I don't know. You'd have to you'd have to ask them, really. They've been linked with Mo Salah and things like that. It's an interesting one. Yo, DG, what's your World eleven at the moment? And manager. Manager, I'm not too sure. I'd give it Thomas Tuchel because he's won the biggest competition in the world for me, which is the Champions Club Football, which is the Champions League. Uh, world eleven's a difficult one, man. Um, let me start from back to front. I would say Salah on the right wing, Benzema in the middle. Uh, you know what? It's not gonna make sense, but Lewandowski, Lewandowski in the middle, Benzema playing off that left. You're just gonna have to do a job for me. Uh, central midfield, I'd say, you know, I've been liking the way Pogba is playing at this moment in time. Um, ooh, Pogba, I'm trying I need two other midfielders. World 11 that's very difficult. I don't really feel there's 11 players that are playing out of their skin or that I really feel I'd put in a World eleven. really and truly. You know what? I'd go with Kante, he still deserves it. Marati um, for me. Kante Pogba Varati in the midfield. Uh, Defenders. uh, Right back. Difficult on the spot, man. Who would be my right back? Give me some inspiration, people. Right back, right back, right back, right back, right back, right back. Right back, right back, and left back. This is techie, boy. Oh, you know what? Yeah. Luis Suarez could get in there, you know. You know what? It's not. Oh, but I can't. Oh, Suarez could get in there. Saras so on my bench uh, Neymar in the, You know what Neymar could get in there as well But it might For me anyway Yeah fuck it Neymar's there man You know what Someone's got to drop out In that midfield Of Kante Verratti And bring in Neymar But I would probably say What Hakimi Donnarumma You know what Donnarumma Hakimi Uh, Pedri's on my bench, Pedri Bench, Pedri Suarez, Neymar, rotation thing. I'd say Hakimi, uh, center horse bro. Uh, you know, buddy, yo. uh, center horse Van Dyke defaulting. Kimmich must be in your midfield. No, 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 no. Marquinhos would say, you know, as long as Marquinhos is kicking ball, he's gonna be it for me. Left back is where it gets techie now. Who the fuck is gonna play left back? Oh God, um left back is gay. Is technical people. Left back is techie. Left back is techie. Left back is techie. Left back is techie. Hmm. I mean, I don't really feel there's a standout right back as left back. Sorry, I don't feel there's a standout. Bro, can't lie, I'm plugging my guy Bakayo Saka, man. Fuck it, Donnarumma, Kimi, Van Dijk, Marquinhos, Saka, Pogba, Kante, Verratti, Salah, Lewandowski, Benzema, Pedri, Suarez, Neymar, all on that bench, man. Man said, Tavares, you lot on bench, man. Marquinhos over Diaz, I disagree. There to be fair, you can. And to be fair, you know what? Van Dijk could come out for Diaz at this moment in time, but Marquinhos is slept on. I think he's probably one of the. He's top three, maybe even top two. Cancelo could go left back. You're right, but Theo uh, Hernandez. Ooh. I'm plugging my guy Bakayo Saka, man. Alfonso Davis. Now, I mean, I'm uh, like for me, there's only out of that whole. The only people that I feel are really playing out of their skin. Whenever I watch Pedri play. I think Suarez, whenever I've seen him play of recent, Salah is doing a Amazza, Lewandowski's moving mad, Benzema's moving mad, I feel Verratti is doing his thing, you know what you're getting with Kante, Pogba showed in this Nation League thing what he's on, Hikimi before the international break, Diaz, Van Dijk, Marquinhos is all there and you know what, I've got to be a bit biased, I'm going with Saka and obviously Donnarumma behind me but I have been I don't know, man. Maybe Lloris, based on the fact that he won something with France, but I don't know, man. It's very difficult. Manager? Psh, I, you know what? i just give it Pep, man. He's the best in the world. Bro, man, don't re- take him Marquinhos' thing, man. Shane Duffy Van Dyke overdoing it, but fair play. Man said Leighton Beans. Good boy, it. Good question, though. Just can't answer it the way I want Who's your fave to win Ballon d'Or? Throw in your top three. I mean, favourites. I mean, you know, Messi, Ronaldo are gonna are gonna be there. But for me, I feel Benzema's got to be there. Uh, Lewandowski's got to be there. Uh, I feel Mendy and Rudiger should have been nominated. Um, I would say Messi as well. I'm a Messi fan, in it, so shamelessly gonna plug that. So I'd say them really. Nah, Jorginho, top three. Get out of here, man. That World eleven is smelly defensively. Aye, good thing we're going to dominate games, innit? Lewandowski, Jorginho, Messi. Messi, Lewandowski, who cares about the rest? Interesting. Let's be real, Messi will win it. Man said, block the guy He said Jorginho. He has a case, but I mean, come on now, man. Come on now, man. I'd rather Kante win it. I don't, again, once again, I don't know what sort of tax has been applied, but how Mendy and Rudiger have not been nominated, take nothing I, don't, I feel Jorginho should be there, you know, I feel everyone else from Chelsea who done their thing, they did it. But how Mendy and Rudiger are not on that list? Because I think if you was to really scrutinise everyone's contribution at Chelsea, I think you'll find few players in that 11 or whoever played from the duration and whatnot. That had the more contribution than Rüdiger or, or obviously the keeper Mendy. Like it's a bit of a shag, if I'm honest. Messi's gonna. It's a popularity contest, man. It's a popularity contest, man. Three at the back tax for Riddiger and Mendy. To be fair, I hear you, but like they could only play a formation there. Gaffer wants to implement in it. It's a shag. Like is what it is. That's that's harsh, man. Very harsh, very harsh. One love to everyone who's been following. You know, T, Steve O, Zachariah, Mohammed, D. Appreciative man, Mendy done his thing. Man, defo. I, I definitely think it's. I definitely think it is. Man, I definitely think it is. I don't like to do the color thing, but it defo is. It definitely is. Bro, Giorgio, even Busquets wasn't even nominated too much. You know what? The Ballon d'Or, I would like someone else to win it. That's not Messi and thingy. But it's all political. There's no, you lot know already, there's no integrity of football anymore. It's a popularity contest. When, all you need is a PR train behind you and you can bag things. Really. Man said, I'm watching American football if Georgi gets it. Messi winning it. It's a shag. Let's be real, Messi's winning it. Raj, Eugenio wasn't even the best centre mid in the world this year, let alone midfielder or player in general. Ooh, I'm not saying you're right or wrong, but back your chat, bro. Throw in some names or a bit more of an explanation. I love the debates and whatnot. Messi kissing rings. Come on, where was serious, man? Where was serious? You do have to try 10 times harder, man. Really, what the fuck, Mason Mount? Listen, Mason Mount, 30 and that. I'm not a hater of Mason Mount, but... Bro, I can't lie. You did not contribute to that Champions League win more than Rudiger or these guys. You know, shout Aspiliqueter as well for his thingies. Don't make sense to me, but it is where it is, man. It's, I guess football, football's not football's not to, not meant to make sense anymore, man. Football's just like you lot already know, popularity contests and all of these sort of things, people. You know. Is what it is. How did Mount get in? I don't when you got a propaganda machine behind you, you can do a lot of things, man. Um, away from that, though, people, let's quickly preview the Premier League action to come, people, as well. Um, scrolling down, let me tap that. In fact, not scrolling anywhere, really. 39, 10. The Premier League is finally back, and we've got some tasty games to come, man. Before that, though, what have you said? The Ballon d'Or isn't given to the best football, it's for the best campaign merchant. Facts. To be fair, Mount did get an assist, but you know, I swear Havart scored. Havart shouldn't win it because he bagged the winner. You know, even Ver- I don't rate Werner like that, but he didn't. He didn't do bad in their run to winning that thing. You know, he had a contribution. Did he not bag against Real Madrid? Should he win it? I think as a neutral, when I was looking in, I think Rüdiger, Mendy, Kante, um, probably a couple more off the top of my head, but they're the ones that really, really, really played out of their skin. Not to diminish anyone's contribution that helped them get there. It's just. That's what I believe in it. Like if he was really scrutinizing this thing. So yeah, it is what it is. But yeah, let's look at the Premier League action to come and whatnot. I feel sorry for Mount because I dislike him only because people overrate him so much. I don't under we'll get into that, but I don't understand the, the Mount hate. I think he's a good player. I do think when I see people say generational talent and all these things, there's an issue. But anyways, man, we, in terms of the Premier League action to come, you've got Watford versus Liverpool. I hope Ishmael Assar and that are, are, are hoping to complicate things, but I'd imagine Liverpool are going to run riot. You have Aston Villa versus Wolves, Midland Derby. Don't know why this is at 3pm and not on TV, but you've got Leicester against Manchester United. And now you lot know Man United's backs are against the wall in it. couple of players are carrying knocks. International break. There's going to be extra unneeded um, fatigue in the legs. And, you know, I, I heard, I could be wrong, but Baye's not fit or not going to play for whatever everything's going on um you know Maguire's not fit Varane's picked up something so it's all about the squad so who the hell plays do they have you know is it a youngster getting an opportunity Phil Jones coming in from the wind you know Lindelof is obviously still there you know did they play Matic there and or or McTominay because McTominay's played there for Scotland and you just get away with it for a game you know whoever's going to play there you need to be you know I think you know I feel sorry for United fans because if you ever didn't want... You don't want no injuries, but, you know, Jamie Vardy, Barnes, all these guys, you don't want to have not, not have your back line against that sort of thing. No clue why Leicester versus Manchester United is not on TV. That would have been a good game for the neutrals, but you've got them two playing. Manchester City against Burnley. I hope they wipe the floor with Sean dice's men. I don't hate anyone in the Premier League, but I do hate, hate Sean Dice and his Burnley players and what they represent and how they carry on. Would love them to go down, if I'm completely honest with you. Shout out Tarkovsky. I actually like Barnes. I think Tarkovsky, Barnes, the other forward would pause, uh, and Cole—they would all get moves. They'd all get moves. Um, yeah, you've got Norwich against Brighton. You know that should be a tasty game if I'm honest with you. Southampton against Leeds. Now Leeds might be without Calvin, Felix, Rafinha, and Bamford. You've got Brentford against Chelsea now. Brentford, lover an evening game. It was a fantastic thriller against Liverpool in that game when they played. Obviously, they wiped the floor with us um, when we played them. So that's due to be a good game. And sorry, a quick plug. I'll be doing a watch along on Twitch. So Watford versus Liverpool will be on Twitch from 12-ish PM as we is 12.30 kickoff. I'll be on YouTube for Brentford versus Chelsea at 5.30. So, yeah, I'll be online at least half an hour, 15 minutes before kickoff. So make sure you're setting your reminders or, or storing a mental note of that. So if I had to, and then obviously on the Sunday, you've got a good game. You've got an inform Everton team with Townsend against a good-performing David Moyes' West Ham. Moyes who returns to the Goodison, you know, and you've got Newcastle against Spurs. Now, they've said that um, what's his face? Steve Bruce remains in charge. You know, a win might keep you in the job. If you lose, people may I told you so. And it probably will be his final game. Let him get that 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 you know, I think he's chasing a landmark, isn't it? His thousandth game or something like that. Hopefully, they can do it with a win against Newcastle. And you know, Newcastle both players should be up. Up. There should be a spike in performance because some of you are not going to be there. You know, arguably you could say they need 17 more players in that squad to even be doing what they what they imagine. Like how many players could you see there? still there within the next four or five years really and truly you probably say joe will look and saint maximin really lascelles might be there for a second but if we're honest with you a lot of them players are not good enough right now they need to buy someone in jan who can bag them bad goals and stabilize the team and then they need to be doing more other things and then you've got arsenal against palace people now i'm shook of palace it's a big week for arsenal simple as that two games against two teams we dropped points last season we need to perform when i think of crystal palace um you know, if there's if, when I think of Crystal Palace, I think of you know, very difficult to play home and away, very stubborn as a team, very cultured. I know there's been a, a mass change and exodus of such. A lot of their players are gone, but Vieira's got them playing well. They've got exciting players, they never give up, they can exploit us. So we're going to need to stand up to be counted. And, you know, we got away with it against Brighton. You know, this is we need to take these points, you know, especially as you've got Anfield, a trip to Anfield, you've got a trip to Old Trafford next month as well. You need to be picking up points. Um, you get me, big up to Crystal um, to, to Crystal Palace, but you should be beating them. One love to Villa, but they're not the same Villa. You should be beating them or putting in a performance. So, two games next week, we need to stand up to, to be counted, really. I'm shook at Palace, but yeah, if I had to do some prediction thing, I'd say for Watford, Liverpool, Liverpool 3 0. I do think saying that, <laughs> Watford might do something, but I'd say 3-0. I expect Salah to run, right? They might be or might, you know, it's touch and go where Yota's concerned. Um, so I'd say 3-0 Liverpool. Aston Villa-Wolves, I'd say 2-1 Villa. Leicester versus Manchester United, I'm going to say 2-1 Manchester United. I think Leicester will take the lead. Two quick goals from Ronaldo will something late on. Man City, I hope they win 5-6-0 against Burnley. Cricket scores. Norwich against Brighton. I expect Brighton to win at least 2-0. two, two nil. Um, Southampton versus Leeds. I'm going to say 1-1. One, one. Brentford against Chelsea. I'm going to say 1-0 Chelsea. I'm feeling 2-1, but I'm going to go against stuff. You know, Brentford are due to, you know, they're due a, a flatter-to-deceive sort of performance. So I'll go with that. Everton versus West Ham. I'm going to, oh, I can't really back one. I'm going to say 1-1. One, one. Newcastle against Spurs by God's grace Spurs win so I'm going to say 2-0 Newcastle by God's grace if I had to bet real money I'd say 2-0 two Spurs um, Arsenal versus Palace I'm going to say 2-1 it's going to be a greasy one you know, not not you know the typical Arsenal scared. We just about get away with it, but I hope that's the case. So that's where I'm at in terms of the Premier League action to come, folks. So yeah, we'll obviously on Tuesday's edition of the DG podcast, we'll circle circle back on that people. So make sure you're you're obviously if you want to hear it live in real time, you're on Twitch. Big up to the Spotify and Apple users who might be listening to this one as well. So yeah, it is what it is. What time was that? Let's just call it forty six. Makes life easier, and um, Willock from thirty yards by God's grace. Uh, Wilson, I don't really wait Wilson. I definitely I hate when them sort of man get called up for the England duty. But Wilson's a good player, but I can't lie, I don't think if they he's thirty. I know he's had some injuries. Only player still going to be at Newcastle is the Bradcar. Saint Maximin needs to learn how to finish if he wants to survive. To be fair with you, I think it- I hear that. I think the Bradka's suspect. An unpopular opinion. I don't understand the propaganda. I think he's kind of meaty if I'm completely honest with you. And I think they could do a bit better than that if I'm completely honest. So, yeah, I think I think personally, St. Maximin's more likely to be at Newcastle than the Bradka. Puts in a shift. DG, is there a player you've got an unexpe- unexplained hatred for? I wouldn't say a player, but I definitely hate Burnley, like, hate Burnley. Like, no matter what, hate Burnley. No matter what, that's the one thing I want to happen, you know. Would want the love for them to go into administration and all these things. Away from people obviously losing their jobs, but I hate their manager. I hate how their club behave. I hate everything they're about. Like, I just hate them. Just absolutely hate Burnley. Stoke as well. But, yeah, man, you know, God's great. He seems to have already been taken care of Stoke, ain't he? Another hard question for you, if you got time. Premier League managers rated from 1 to 20. Ooh. Ooh, I need a list of the Premier League managers, though. Premier League managers. I think the only one I, ooh, I could name the top three very easily. If I'm p- completely honest, I can name the top three easily. Like, sometimes I think Klopp is ahead, even though there's this rhetoric that Klopp doesn't spend money. He has spent money. He, he, Liverpool weren't broke, but I feel... Klopp, you could, you could, if you threw Pep, and they, you know, you can't judge Pep on this because that's not what he's about, and he did bring three players from Barcelona B. But I just think if you threw both of them, I don't know into League One. I think Klopp is going to perform better than obviously, um, obviously Pep Guardiola. But I would say Pep first, Klopp second. Only just, it could flip the same level for me. But Pep first, Klopp second, Thomas Tuchel third. You know, they both won the league ahead of him. I know he's won the champs. You know. Pep ain't done that at City, but he has done it before, and obviously Klopp's done the business at Liverpool. So I would say, as I said, Pep first, uh, Klopp second, Thomas Tuchel third. Now after that is where it starts to get a bit political, really. You know, because there's many different factors. You know, I don't, I can't just look at where the team's performing. There's, you know, because for me, I got big respect for what Bielsa and Benitez have given the game. I like what Brendan Rodgers is doing. Graham and Potter, shout out to him. You know, I would say even Hassan who I like him obviously there's many variables it's, it's very easy to just look at where they' where they're at in the table and all of these things there's many variables you are right very hard question but staring at it uh bloody hell all right I need to write it down man I can't I, I can't do this with just my head so what number one pep two clock three two call cool, four Rodgers or Bielsa. You know what? Rodgers has, you know, for Leicester, they finished some good places last couple of years. I know they've bottled Europe, but I can't not say that. Um, For that, so I would say Rodgers. Rodgers fourth. Uh, I really respect Bielsa, man. So for me, Bielsa's fifth. Personally, I think Bielsa's fifth. I know Leeds, you can say what you want. They might not be doing a as But for me, I would say, this is just for me. Again, this ain't necessarily what you're doing with it. This is for me, your ideologies as a gaffer. What I feel you do and how much I rate you. And if I try and put myself in a player, would I want to play with you? And I look at Pep, the man's Pep Guardiola. If you're following football, enough said. Klopp, the same thing. If you've been following football, you know what Klopp's on. Tuchel, very good at his job. Brendan Rodgers, very good at his job. Bielsa, again, if you know about football, you know. You know what it is with B- where Bielsa is concerned. Um, after that, I don't know, man. Because what's Rafa Benita's done post Liverpool? You know, again, he did do well at Newcastle. He's got Everton overachieving. Hmm. You know what? Sixth. This is a good question, bloody hell, my guy. Sorry for the delay, people, man. You, this is a good question, man. Big up the Twitch gang. This is ridiculous. Um, I need to think, Broski. I need to think. Uh, bloody hell. Um, fifth, sixth. Sorry. Um, sixth. I don't think it's Hotel because I, re- you know, what? Bit of a legacy merchant. I'm going to give Benitez his flowers, man. Benitez, sixth. Seventh, I'm going to say... Uh, seventh, I'm going to go with Hassan Hutu. Again, but it's a lot being said about Graham Potter. Like, Graham, like, let's be real. Brighton was shit for half a season last year and they clawed it back. They've done all right this year. Time needs to be said. But I really respect Graham Potter. Um, I think he's levels with the, the, the Benitez of today. Um and Hassan Hall too but again you can't I'm not doing those 7.5 and all those sort of things so I'd say Potter to be fair it feels a bit disrespectful to put Arteta here but it's like I just think if the, if Arteta played these guys 10 times all the people above him 10 times I think they'll beat him at least 7 8 he might do a Mazza and to be fair you know he has beaten Klopp he has beaten Pep he has taken points off Chelsea. He has taken points off Rodgers. He didn't lose against Bielsa at last season. Um, so I would say Arteta's probably ninth. But again, I would say for me, anything below fourth, it's all subjective, really. You know, anything past Bielsa's name, it all becomes subjective. Tenth now, which I put Arteta ninth if you don't know where I'm going with it. Um, hmm. It's all subjective. I don't really rate none of the other managers past that, man. I mean, it wouldn't be it for me, but it goes against my logic in that, you know what, Sean Dice has kept Burnley in the Premier League for a while now, I can't, you you don't do that if you're not a good manager. You know, probably the worst in terms of everything else for me, he probably isn't 10th, not 10th for me, but you've got to give a man his, his flowers really, man. So I'd say 10th is Dice. you've got to give a man his flowers whether I rate his team or not. Um, 11th. To be fair with you, I fuck with David Moyes before Dice, you know. So I would say David. Mo- oh shit, what happened there? Sorry, folks. I would say Dice moved to eleventh. I would say Moyes. I re- you know what, Moyes, my guy, man. I can't put Dice ahead of you. But yeah, like I said, you know, eleventh is Dice. Give him his flowers. Twelfth, become start becoming irrelevant there, man. Um, you've got Santo, Espirito Santo. You've got Daniel Frog. I do like Thomas Frank. You know what? I'll probably give it. Starts getting it's all it's all subjective, man, because you slap Oli without that United team. I don't think he's saying much. Like kind of looking for guys I would want to play under and then well, I would want to play under Oli more than Sean Dyke, so that's not the right thing. But 12th, I would probably say, do I think Ollie's better than Dean Smith as a gaffer? No, I don't, so I, probably Dean Smith. Probably Dean Smith. Uh, nah, man, you know what? I know he's doing rubbed stuff at this moment, but I've seen him overperform with Wolves, so I'm going to say Nuno, 12th, 13th. I've also seen them overperform, to be fair. Villa. Dean Smith is 13th, 14th now. You know, 14th, I'd probably say that's where you're looking at. Ooh, but Daniel Fraga plays good football. But is it is it good football or naiveties? Um, Him and uh, Oli are tied for me. You know what? Oli got to a Europa League final and got, you know, finished, what, third or second or something last season. So I have to really, at some point, respect Oli. So I'd say Oli, 14th, 15th, Daniel Fraga. Again, past, like I said, past fifth, it all becomes irrelevant for me. Um, 16th, uh, Evox is there to come, uh, I'll give it to my guy Patrick Vieira, man. The 17th, I don't know much about the Watford guy. I don't know much about the, 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 the Wolves, Donny, at all, so I can't really comment on them too and i'm definitely missing one person out like i don't know much. i know a bit more about the about the 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 leads um, the wolves one than the watford guys so i'm going to say for now 17th with the watford brother uh i'm missing one person out another person out uh next i would say the Watford brother, and then after that is it's irrelevant, man. Really, that was a good question, though. I can't cap. So yeah, man, up until whatever. Pep, Klopp, Tuchel, Rogers, Bielsa, Benitez, Hassan, Hultu, Potter, Moy, um, Arteta, Moyes, Dice, Nuno, Dean Smith, Oli, Daniel Fraga, uh, Patrick Vieira, Bruno, and then yeah, man, all the others is irrelevant. So that would that would be my my attempt at doing that if it if it makes sense, my guy. So yeah, man. Is what it is. That's a good question. That's a good question, though. And I think I'm gonna make that a timestamp as well. It's, on- it's only right. It's only right. You know the vibes. Six thirty. There we have it. Premier League managers' ratings, rankings. Yeah, it would be the best way to put it. Rankings. So yeah, that's that. Good questions, though. Good question. Mount is good, but I don't want my number 10 to have did it to, run a, to have 15 kilometers run around per match, and I want goals and assists. Jack of all trades, master of none at this time, man. Good questions, though. Brentford, love a derby, London derby too. Facts. Minor, man. That was a good question. Bloody difficult. Brentford's who I'm missing to be fair with you you know you're right I am missing Daniel I am missing Daniel Frank and he is he is up there that's who I'm missing and to be fair to you revived revived that all I knew I was missing someone I probably have him ahead of Oli so I'd put him 14th I'd bump everyone from Oli down and put Thomas and, and put Thomas Frank there but again it's very early, I, you know, it's very early. If I'm honest with you, I haven't seen Graham Potter do anything of significance. I haven't seen Thomas Frank do anything of significance. I'm rating them. I'm on the hype train, but what have they done? Even Brendan Rodgers, I rate what he's done at Leicester, but they've bottled the Champions League two years in a row. I don't really rate Dean Smith like that. But yeah, Benitez, I'm rating you really off legacy. I'm a big fan of Hassan Houtou, really. I like how he tries to maximise what he's got. But beyond the top five, it's all subjective. You know, the Premier League's not a level playing field. And I'd probably have Steve Bruce last, if I'm honest with you. Respectfully, Steve Bruce, I don't really rate your thing. But yeah, man, it's all subjective. But again, if you know, if you show me Brentford, if you, you know, um, if you show me um, Brentford stay in the league, it's fine. You know, he's got to stay in the league and show me some consistency, really. I can't just be rating you. You know, you got out the league expertly. He's done quite well. But again, yeah, man. No chance Arteta is better than Thomas Frank DG. He's had Brentford sourcing ever since he got the promo. It's been like seven, eight games. I don't necessarily... I rate him more than Arteta, but Arteta's, you know... I've seen Arteta bully some of these big games, just like him, and Arteta's been here longer. Like, I, I really think Arteta's a good tactician, if I'm honest with you, you know, if I'm honest with you. Daniel Frog again, come May, things can change, but what happens if they lose the next seven? Klopp to Juventus after they sort out their finances and he's done with Liverpool. I don't know. I want to see Klopp at a proper rich club like the ones Pep's been at. I mean, I hear that, but I mean, and I agree with you, but we can't, we can't act like he's, we can't act like he's fingy. Like he ain't spent money. Ranieri's what for gaffer now? Shit, where have I been? Do you know what it is? I'm reading it from here, bro. You look can't see, do you know? Oh, fuck's sake, you can't see. But can you see? Yeah, you can kind of see when I do that. The, I've got the Premier League lists. Look, where Watford is, they've still got Francisco Javier Munez, which again, he's been sacked as well. So yeah, you're right still. You're right, man. Ranieri, he's a Premier League winner, he's up there, man. But again, for me, past top five, it don't really matter. It's all subjective because it's not a level playing field, even for those ahead. You know, there's not really standouts. There's you can say Thomas, Thomas Frank, this, Daniel Frack that. When Yeri, this, that, and the other, I just think it's clear Pep's a bad boy, clear with Klopp, clear with Tuchel. You know, I haven't seen any clear overperformance from hella guys. Like for me, if you're gonna gas, if you're gonna gas the Brentford Gafford, then you've got to give fl- you you know, you've got to give flowers to Graham Potter, then really. Like, and I even think people over it there. Don't get it twisted. Great tactician, all these things, but what has man done? Like, really and truly. this ain't me saying anything, but yeah. Man said, Oli is 20th. He got to a final, made no subs for 90 minutes. He's not a manager, he's just on the sidelines during the match. Oli finished third and second. I mean, if you had Man United's team, you'd do such as well. Oli 14th is a crime. I don't rate Oli, like, what is Oli about as a gaffer? He's a fantastic man-manager. Apart from that, he's a bugged one, like. I think all them other managers have more clarity and more systems and all those things above him. If if, if that's a crime, you're going to have to shoot me, my guy. Like, again, what did he do at Cardiff? If you take Oli away from Man United, what is he saying? You don't think some of the people above him, they'll have Man United playing a lot better? I don't rate Oli. Same with... I don't even rate Arteta. Scrub, bro. And I think Arteta is better than Oli. Bro, Ronaldo's the manager, bro. Ronaldo knows I'm getting this man out of here, man. DG, Steve Bruce been in the Prem for years with different teams. This is Ollie's second shot as a manager after getting Cardiff relegated. I mean, I, mean, I ain't here to speak about Steve Bruce and these guys. Man, Steve Bruce is shit as well. <laughs> the man on shit as well, bro.
1: Like,
0: it is what it is. But um, moving away from that, I do think pa- 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 Payet, sorry, has had something to say about Saliba. So, yeah, I think we'll get into that one now. Uh, where is it? Is it here? And to be honest, the last two games in, in a Marseille shirt for Saliba have been tough. I don't understand. Marseille star Dimitri Payet questions Arsenal's treatment of, Lee, of William Saliba. And I mean going out on loan or playing are two different things and I think it's not necessarily the right or wrong decision to move in either way. I would say for me as an Arsenal fan, due to the hype he was getting by the club internally and how they unveiled him and whatnot, to see a lack of clarity, to see him playing on the 23s, to see, you know, not really any clarity is the issue. But Payet, has been blown away by the impact of William Saliba um, at Marseille and what he's made at, at Marseille, simply doesn't understand why Mikel Arteta has failed to give the defender an opportunity in Arsenal's first team. I mean, with, I'm not one of them guys who talks about attacks for French League, but there is a bit of attacks, And I think Saliba could have done a lot more. He's doing well. He's, shi- he's shining for Marcel- Marseille. But I think if he stayed in the Prem and like there was interest, there could have been something there. Um, he was asked by Lekipi, he said, the new ones have all brought something different. After that, I am closer to the young ones. So the one that impresses me the most is Willie, Rah, boy. Saliba. <laughs> Too childish. Considering what he's been doing since the start of the season, I don't understand why he hasn't played more for Arsenal or at all. Well, he's only played against MK Dons and he played and got sent off in the for the under-23s. Um, speaking to the media last month, Sal Paulo also said he has the potential to be a future great of French football. He's a top player at his position. We're lucky to get him on loan. It wasn't simple. He's great at marking, good at bringing the ball out too. I mean, I, who am I to tell Sal Paulo anything? But as an honest football fan, I don't think he's quite good enough at marking. I think he gets caught ball watching. There's been a couple of them games where a cross has come in. He's not tight enough. Some striker has made the run. So I'm not sure he's good at marking. I've, I already know he's good with a ball at his feet. He's very confident, you know, Saliba. Actually, as a defender, he gets in a lot of attacking positions from set pieces. I do think he needs to improve in the air and whatnot. I think his marking is a big area and I think his mobility needs to improve. And I think just things are accustomed to a 20-year-old, he needs to look over his shoulder and whatnot. So, yeah, man, I do think he has potential to do all of these things, but steady on a bit. But yeah, I mean, Payet, Sao Pauli, everyone, we're all confused as to the Saliba thing, but it is what it is, man. Hopefully he's not sold. My biggest, I think we're going to sell him personally. He's going to get his name going and someone's going to take a chance. We'll see a chance to recoup our piece. What I do hope is he come back last season, but fans need to calm down. This man is very raw, you know, very raw. But I'm not going to lie, historically, Based on what I've seen Marie do and these more experienced players do, there probably isn't a justification to give him more game time, really. You know, for me, the biggest pet peeve is I don't care how good Saliba is with a boy at his feet. I don't care about strengths. I care about you improving your weaknesses. Can you mark? Can you look over your shoulder? You know, all I want Saliba to do, which he's developing to, is to just come back next season, full of more confidence, full of more experience and just give more of a, you know, Hopefully, Ben White and Gabriel hit it off even more as a partnership, but he complicates that. So, we have three good centre halves, et cetera, et cetera. You get the point, but that's all I have to say in relation to that. Really. I'm <laughs> convinced any United fan that says Ollie in is just on a passion thing and subconscious payback for him winning the Champions League. Saliba's still raw defensively, but on the ball, he's he's elite, especially for his age. Bro, he's a bad, he's a bad boy on the ball, like he's a Rolls Royce. He can bring it out. He does all these things. But for me, that's dead, man. One well, love the tarns for obviously resubscribing as well. I appreciate that. And she said, big up the DG and the nation. Right back at you, man. So all of these things, I'm not worried about. I'm worried about Saliba getting a chance at Arsenal, but I'm not worried about him developing because these are things you expect. from a 20 year old gonna be 21 he's a baby where football is concerned and as you know to become street smart you need to roam the streets in it you know you need to know don't go down that alleyway there's a cracker there might try to rob me or if i go down there i need to punch my not you don't know until you go down that street and forgive me for you know if anyone's a cracker out there hopefully you get help apologies for that one but it is what it is where that's concerned people you know So, yeah, man, that's all I would say. Um, On that note, though, people, I'm going to get out of here purely because in a couple of minutes, half past three, I'm going to go live at football for Football Manager. I need to obviously go and get everything ready and things. So, yeah, 3.30, I'm going live. 7.30, obviously, um, PSG watching along and whatnot. Um, So, yeah, last thing, Saliba's 100% getting a chance next season would be criminal for your soul. And even Arteta said that, facts, and I hope so. But I do think people are going to expect a man to be on a level he's not personally and he's not on that level you know it's the same same things they did with Balogun you know he's that the next this that and the other you, you know how the goes already you know I don't need to explain it to any of you you know how the they hyping goes and and whatnot and people don't want to consider things that's why I wanted him to go on loan um to the Premier League because then people might see oh yeah he might have to work on this and that and this and that and whatnot so we'll have to see man but yeah man let me get out of here go prepare stuff and do whatever man Forgive me if every if anyone's like, bro, for, I don't like... Listen, it sounds mad, didn't it? The way you're... Your, did I really say it like that? You're making it sound mad, didn't it? But yeah, man. Media on to DG, bro. FM, you, man. A lot of you, man, showing me love are, gonna, are the same ones I see saying DG out, DG out, and all these things. So hopefully you still support it, bro. <laughs> I'm getting out of here. You're get getting silly. I'm going to be back in a few minutes. Let me go set up, bring out the other laptop and all those sort of things, man. Hey... Right. I'm getting out of here, man. I'm getting out of here, man. You lot are doing too much. Give me a few minutes, pattern up everything, and we go again, people. I'm out. One love, man. You lot are moving mad. You lot, you lot are trying to get me cancelled, man. I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. Like only for a piece, dog.